speaking. Just a reminder, 9 o'clock, uh, we have uh, kind of a discussion-based teaching hour uh, prior to service. It goes from about 9 till 10. So uh, next Sunday, when you don't have to scrape that ice off your window, <laughs> then you can go through and join us at 9 o'clock. Uh, the men's group, the Men of Power, uh, is meeting on Tuesdays at 6.30. Uh, don't forget to get a copy of uh, Kingdom Culture book. You can get that on Amazon and electronic version as well. There is a Mother's Day brunch uh, coming up. Mother's Day is in. And, uh, here's how bad it is. If the church is shut down in Minnesota... You know you got a lot of snow, man. So she's just thinking, what in the world? And I'm sure we're thinking the same thing. Uh, spring. Come on, spring, right? So we're just going to prophesy over our weather. <laughs> like, you will warm up, amen? That's pretty good. Hey, Jesus commanded the storms, right? I mean, let's go, right? Let's do this thing. We, um, we, uh, we're in, a, in the midst of a really fun series, and I want to get right to some things this morning. We're... Uh, we're in this um, series on kingdom culture and our core values. And what does heaven on earth look like? Because Jesus told us to pray, your kingdom come, right? On earth as it is in heaven, right? And how many of you think that we could use a little more kingdom on earth uh, situation, right? But here's the thing. It, the, the only limitations on this stuff do you think it's on God's end? Because he's the one that sent his son. You know, Jesus came and he did all this and he, and he raised up these disciples and apostles and all this. Man, I'm telling you, God wants to do uh, what, what some people call the fun stuff, right? This uh, prophesying and praying for the sick and healing. And uh, the thought in my mind keeps coming back that, Lord, I want it all. Do you want it? Do you want it all? I think it's time that the church stops settling for just enough or some. And I get it, man. We're going to look at some verses today. You know, it can get a little scary getting out of your comfort zone and getting into other places and even God himself. But here's what I want you to do. <laughs> Why don't you stand up one more time? Take your Bible. <laughs> I'm not afraid you're going to fall asleep. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like we're supposed to do this. Take your Bible. And uh, last week we began to declare some things. Uh, some of you are familiar with the Joel Osteen, you know, thing that he does. And then a guy named Steve Backland uh, out of Bethel, he does some of these too. So we kind of combined them. But I really feel like it's great. So take your Bible, or if you got your phone app, do this right. And uh, let's, um, here we go. Are you ready? Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word. My heart is good soil for the incorruptible seed of God's word. I will be changed. I will never be the same again. I believe it. My neighbor believes it. That settles it. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> awesome. 
And so the seventh core value that we have been working our way through, and again, those of you that have been here uh, and then have the book, and we've been studying it on Monday with the women and Tuesday with the men and Sunday uh, at Foundations class with, with, with Kathy. And we're, we're just going through these basic core things of who we are and what we believe. And we've, we've arrived at the seventh one, which is that God is still speaking. God is still speaking. Take me in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20, verse 18. God is still speaking. Anybody glad that God is still speaking? You know, there are times in history between, uh, well, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, you know, God really only spoke to certain people. We'll get to this in a second. And then there was a gap between, you know, when you look at your Bible, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, hundreds and hundreds of years where there was no prophets, God was almost silent, right? But then when Jesus comes on the scene, how many of you know he ushered in a whole new thing, right? Because he brought not only Jesus, but he brought Holy Spirit, which he said was never going to leave us. <laughs> he was going to always be with us. So the times of silence and the times of not hearing from God or him not speaking are over. Everybody say over, right? What do we say? The old is gone and the new has come, right? And so the fact that God is still speaking really speaks to us today because as we read our Bible, especially the New Testament, that is for us because we are New Testament, a new covenant people. So whatever is there is for us. But, of course, the, the whole thing, it, it goes back a long way. So in Exodus chapter 20, we're going to look at two things. God is speaking to me, and then next week we're going to look at God is speaking through me, all right? And uh, so Exodus chapter 20, verse 18, it says this. All the people, wait, let me stop. The children of Israel had been brought out of Egypt. They'd been slaves for hundreds and hundreds of years. Moses you know, and the ten, uh, the ten plagues of Egypt and the deliverance and brings them out. And how many of you know if God goes to all that trouble, he's got a plan, <laughs> right? He has something good for the Israelites and really for all of mankind, right? And so the children of Israel have been slaves. They've been in bondage, and they don't really know God. They don't know what he's like. They don't, they've been worshiping just a um, very limited uh, revelation of who God is. But Moses, on the other hand, if you read through Exodus, Moses and God, you know, they have a thing. <laughs> Moses is hearing God. He, he understands, you know, what God is saying. But the children of Israel, as he's leading them out, he leads them to the mountain, Mount Moriah, right? And it's where God and Moses were, were going to meet. And so God says, listen, I'm coming down. And his intention was that he would speak not just to Moses, but, but everybody, Okay. And so he comes and he says, all the people perceived the thunder and lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. In other words, God comes to this mountain and his power and his glory begins to do this thing, right? And the mountain is shaking and it's doing all these things. And of course, the Israelites have never seen anything like that before. I take it back. The ten plagues must have been pretty intense, I'm guessing, <laughs> right? But they get there, and here's God, and he's saying, listen, I want you to be my people. I've saved you. I've brought you out, and I want to I have relationship with you. But as his glory is hitting this mountain, it's just shaking and smoking and everything, and the people are trembling, and they're far away. In verse 19, it says this, Then they said to Moses, 
Then they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But let not God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain with you so that you may not sin. But so the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. See, God is scary sometimes. Have you ever been in a meeting where God shows up and, and just it's a little scary? Anybody ever had this experience? You know, and I don't mean scary in a bad, like, boo way, you know. I mean scary in, like, it's really powerful, and it's, it's an awe kind of thing, right? You know, I've had times in my life where God shows up and touches me, and I feel like my body's going to explode. You ever had this experience? And I'm like, oh, and I'm actually begging God to stop touching me, or I feel like, like in the movies or someone, you know, like, like just, I'm, I feel like I'm literally going to explode, right? And so the intensity of who God is and the power, but, but here's what the, the thing that's really sad is because they set their course on not hearing God themselves, but on saying, hey, speak to that guy, and then that guy will talk to me. It's kind of a sad verse for me, really, when I read this, because because of their fear or insecurities or their past as being slaves for a long time, they decided that they were going to have a distant relationship with God. Like Moses went to the mountain, and of course he comes down glowing, and you know, like he really has these intense encounters with God. But do you realize that God wanted that for all His people? He wants that. And he, how many of you know if that was His heart for them, it's still His heart for us, right? Right. And so you know, they kind of blew it. And even today, like you know, and again, I, I'm not speaking ill of anybody, but. In the Catholic Church, in the Catholic tradition, it's built on these kind of distant things, isn't it? So we have some friends that are Catholic, and they, you know, they, they pray to Mary. And I ask them, like, why do you pray to Mary? And they said, well, we pray to Mary because she has the ear of Jesus, and then Jesus goes to the Father, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. But I don't quite get that. But anyway, then, and then they also pray to the saints, And I say, why do you pray to the saints? And they say, well, because they are kind of a go-between, between me and Jesus, or me and Mary, and then Jesus, and then the Father. But do you know what 1 Timothy says? That there is now one mediator between God and man. Jesus Christ, right? That we don't need a bunch of other voices. You know, and then we talked a little bit last week how you don't really need, uh, well, let's just say this. You don't need to rely only on teachers to teach you. The Holy Spirit is going to be your teacher, right? So when you come on Sunday and we come to classes, it's really important because Bible says that we're the family of God and don't forsake the assembling of the saints and all that stuff. We need each other. But do you know that you can actually hear God yourself? That you actually have everything you need to hear the voice of God. And the same desire that he had for the Israelites to speak to them, he still has for us today. And so John 10, 26 to 28, of course, Jesus is talking. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them. You know, that's really an amazing thing, isn't it? But I will tell you, and this is really important, the devil wants nothing less than for you to do this with God. 
He wants to separate you. And that's, in essence, when sin comes into stuff and we choose sin over God, that just separates us, right? And he makes us feel shame or guilt or all those kind of things. And the devil loves it when we separate from God. But it's not just with sin. Do you know that many, many, many Christians think they are less than what they really are? They consider other people more spiritual, more loved, more whatever. And it, it comes out almost in a passive-aggressive thing in churches, you know, like this. We say these words, but they have these hidden meanings, you know. And, and, uh, and, and, we, and when people talk about God, you know, it's still a little scary. You know, when God shows up on something, oftentimes he changes us. And there's, an, there's, a, there's things that happen in our heart and our mind, and they're really good things. But, you know, it's intense. It really is intense. But God says, listen, my sheep, which most, most of you here and a lot of them, people on Facebook this morning, like you've already given the control of your life to Jesus Christ. So when we do that, the Bible calls him the great shepherd. So he's the shepherd and we are what? We're the sheep. He says, my sheep, my followers, my sons and daughters, they know my voice. They listen for my voice. I'm going to challenge us this week as we go from here that, that that would be our number one prayer. God, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. And, I want to, and it says, I know them. You know, to know and be known is really the cry of our heart. Amen. So then Jeremiah 33, verse 3, is one of my favorite Old Testament passages. And God is talking through the prophet Jeremiah and he says this, he says, call to me, and I, what's the next word? Say it with me, will answer, okay? How many of you think that God doesn't, he's not kidding around, like when he says something, it's what he means, right? So he says, listen, call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, I don't know, like, it's almost a life verse for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, this is one of those verses that I go, God, it can't be any more clear. If I call to you, if I, if I take time to spend with you and I, I dig into your word and I ask Holy Spirit to show me and tell me things, guess what? He says, I will answer. And not just that. He says, I'll show you things you didn't know before. Right? So many of us have experienced this. You're getting in the word or you're praying and you're just declaring stuff and all of a sudden, boom. You just have a revelation about something or your heart changes completely 180 towards another person or a thing or whatever. Like God wants to tell you great and mighty things you do not know, right? And I love it. It's a guarantee. You can, you can go to the bank on this one. And it's one of those things I call the if-then statements of Scripture. There's a lot of if-thens, right? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, then will I hear from heaven, right? There's, the Bible is filled with if-thens. And this is kind of an if-then. If you call to me, then I will answer, and I will tell you these amazing, awesome things. And in fact, if you look a little bit deeper in the Hebrew here, he says, I will tell you great and mighty things. And it also means and show, so it's not just that we're hearing, you know, like, he's not just telling us things. He's actually, okay, how many of you know the word seer, S-E-E-R, seer, right? Not S-E-A-R, that's a store over here, but seer is, the, is a thing. And the Bible talks about seeing. How many of you want to see more than you see right now in the spirit realm, right? 
And God says, listen, I'm going to tell you great and mighty things, but it also says show. I mean, that's what that word actually is bigger than just telling. It's showing us things. So, man, my prayer is, God, open my eyes. Help me see things I've never seen before. Let me hear things I've never heard before, right? Great and mighty things, right? And, and it's interesting that also that, that, that great and mighty things, it actually, in a greater definition could be this, confined and hidden things. Uh, I don't even need to ask the question, but I'm sure if I did, how many of you have some areas in your life that it seems hidden, but you'd like the answers? Anybody? <laughs> right? Revolving situations or, or things that are going on, whatever. Like, like, I have all the time, I have stuff like this. I go to God, and I'm like, God, what is up? Right? And sometimes it's stuff to make me different. Like, oftentimes I'll go to God, and I'll say, God, this area of my life as we mentioned last week, isn't glistening with hope. It's a little depressing, and I don't really see the light in this thing, this area, right? So then I say, God, expose and show me the lie that I've somehow adapted into my mind, right? And so, and so when we pray this verse, we say, God, it says if I call to you, you're going to show me and tell me great and mighty things, hidden and confined things, which I do not know. How many, of you, how many of you believe this morning that the Holy Spirit actually wants to show you things to bring you closer to the Father, to Jesus, right? And he says, I will do these things if you'll just call to me. Great and mighty things. Confined and hidden things, right? Hmm. John 16, 14, Jesus, uh, Jesus is talking again. And Jesus, in this, in this scenario, it's, he's talking about, like, like he's, it's the week before he's about to go to the cross. So he's in Jerusalem. And I don't know what the setting is. It doesn't give us a lot of example. But at one point, Jesus says um, something about glorifying the Father. All right? And all of a sudden, from heaven, it, this voice comes down and it says this. He will, he will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. Right? So he's saying that the Father is going to glorify the Son, and then what? What does disclose mean? Disclose, right? Like, have you ever opened up a piece of mail, and it had a strange address on it, and you weren't sure what was going to be in the envelope, you know? Like, I always think it's a check. I don't know about you guys. I'm like, oh, it's a check. It's going to be awesome. God's going to checks in the mail, you know, like we declare these things, right? But to, to disclose something means to kind of open it up and reveal it. Do you know that the Father, through Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they, they actually want us to know things. They actually want us to have creative ideas and thoughts. Like, the kids are out of here right now, but during the, the worship service, my daughter Sally was, she drew a picture or something, and she comes over, look at Dad, and it had three crosses on it, and it was one of them was guilt, the other one was shame, and then it was Jesus in the middle. Like, he had taken care of all this other stuff, and she had written this whole thing, and I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> right? But you see what happened? God had disclosed something to her in her spirit, and she's like, I got to, and she started writing it down, right? See, that's what God wants to do. You're sitting in the parking lot, or you're about to go into a store, and you see somebody, like, God may just tell you, hey, I think I have a word for them. We're going to get to that more next week. We're running out of time today. I actually had to go back. I told you we were going to do one per week. I was crossing my fingers, but, you know, 
this is too good just to keep on a snow Sunday, right? We gotta, we'll, we'll bring it over in the next week as well. But this idea that God wants to tell me things. He wants to put visions in my heart and my mind. Uh, Charlotte's not here, but Charlotte and my kids went out on Friday night, and I'll let her tell the testimony next week. But just to kind of give you a little teaser, by the time the night was done, two different encounters, two different healings of two different people, completely restoration. And at one point, the woman, no, you know what, I won't give it away, but somebody got saved as well. And my kids are like, oh, you know, and I'm thinking, Charlotte got disclosed something about these people because she heard God's voice for that situation. Everybody raise your hand. Just everybody. Just repeat after me. That's what God has for me. Now say it again. That's what God has for me. See, now you can put your hands down. But here's the thing. What happens so often is that we get like a super Christian. And it's like, oh, isn't that great what God's doing in them? And the Holy Spirit's like, I love them for sure, but I want to disclose to you, (laughs) right? I want to tell you things, great and mighty things which you don't even know. And the other person doesn't even know, amen? And uh, so Isaiah, we're just going through a lot of verses here today. Isaiah 50, verse uh, 4, starting with verse 4, and the prophet says this, The Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. See, that's just beautiful, isn't it? Like God, the prophet is actually saying the tongue, like my tongue has been, I'm I'm like a disciple, (laughs) and my tongue is for other disciples to, to strengthen and sustain and help the weary ones with a word. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a certain place and somebody comes with a word, and you know it's not just, oh, I'm feeling you know, sorry for you or whatever. But they have a word from God and they speak it into your life. And, you're, and it makes all the difference in the world. Have you ever had this experience? Because if not, we're going to get you some of those experiences. <laughs> because God literally wants to speak into your life with words that we hear and then we speak. So then he says this. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. So you see what he's saying? He's saying, listen, morning by morning, I wake up, and I get my marching orders, basically, is what he's saying. I get these words. I get these directions from from him. Can I encourage you this morning, if you're here and you are, oh, I don't really hear God very much, you know, um, I would just say, ask him. Like, Like, seriously, get out of bed. Put your feet on the floor, you know, just maybe just sitting on the edge of the bed, and just say, Lord, I want to hear you. Sometimes God will wake me up before the alarm. You ever wake up before your alarm goes off? Here's, a th- here's just a thought, but maybe instead of being annoyed like I didn't get an extra half hour of sleep, why don't you lay there and say, hey, you know what, God? I think I woke up for a reason. What do you want to tell me? What, what, what is it? What's the assignment today? Is there somebody at work you want me to speak to? Is there, is there some, some thing you're trying to speak to my spirit, right? Because here's the thing. <laughs> don't waste any chances. Don't waste opportunities. Like, if you wake up early, do you realize that you are the most receptive to the spirit at that exact moment of your entire day? Because what is it? You don't, your body isn't even moving yet. 
You're not worried about anything. You're not stuck in traffic. You're not doing all this stuff. You're just in this, in this quiet place. And I would just encourage you to, to take a couple minutes in the morning and just ask God. And then, this is bonus, <laughs> I would encourage you to do the same thing at night before you go to sleep. How many of you have dreams and they're either, you know, sometimes they're, 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 they're gross or whatever, but sometimes you just have dreams and you're like, like, that was a waste of time. Do you ever have this thought? Like, like, like I want to have dreams that are awesome. I want dreams that I wake up in the morning and go, oh, that had some juice on it. What was, what was that one? You know, like, God is trying to tell me something or show me something. How many of you want dreams like that? Just raise your hand. And just declare it to God right now. Lord, I want those kind of dreams. I, I want to see visions. I want to know these things that I know that I know. Amen? And I would just encourage us, like, like whatever space you make for God, he will step into it. So before you go to bed, I mean, read, I would just say read some Psalms and get your spirit kind of settled and then invite Holy Spirit to just give you these dreams. And it may happen the first day, but it may take a little while to get in the groove. But here's the thing. What we do habitually becomes our reality. So the more I do something, the more real it will become. So what if we started our days like, like the prophet Isaiah here, morning by morning, he awakens my ear to listen, right? And, and, and we just say, Lord, I want to listen. I want to hear your voice. I'm making a space for you to, to just come right on in and do this awesome thing in my life. Whew. Jesus often said, didn't he? If you read through the Gospels, he, always, he says this many times, actually. Him who has ears... Let him hear. How many of you know he's not talking about, hello, <laughs> like the sound of my voice, right? He's not talking about physical hearing. He's talking about spiritual hearing, right? He says, listen, some things in this life, you have to listen with a different set of ears. Many things in this life are going on, and people just miss it. In fact, um, this is the verse I was looking at, John 12, and and. And it says this, Father, glorify your name. Jesus says this. Then a voice came out of heaven. He says, and the Father says this, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Okay, so just pause right there. So Jesus says, going to glorify his name, going to glorify the Father. And all of a sudden, this voice from heaven booms down on the people and, you know, like if it was the movies, it would be like, you know, this rallying thing. And, you know, and I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. You know, this kind of thing. But then look what it says. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice has come not for my sake, but for your sakes. Now, isn't that interesting? You would think everybody in the crowd would have heard the same thing. But they didn't. Because some people can hear and some people can't. Isn't that interesting? Like God's voice comes through very clear and articulate in these certain words. And people are so kind of cloudy and muddled. They go, oh, I think it's a thunderstorm. Is it going to rain? You know, like, like they've totally missed it. Right? I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss it, man. When God is speaking and he's doing something, I want to hear the words. And it's interesting because when Jesus says that, he says, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. It's almost as if that he's speaking to people that actually heard the voice. 
And so some people thought it's a thunderstorm. Other people thought, is there like an angel thing going on or whatever? And then I think there was some others that actually heard, I will glorify him, you know. So what level are we at? And again, I would just say this. God is speaking. Whether I'm hearing or not, that's on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we live in a world that's very cluttered with sound, isn't it? You know, <laughs> as God is kind of pulling me on this journey right now in this, in this season, I, I'm really, I'm not satisfied with anything else. And I don't, <laughs> I used to watch the news, like, I like watching the news. I won't tell you which channel because I don't want to offend anybody, but <laughs> I like watching the news and there was these certain shows and every night I would come and listen and watch and I was, you know, really kind of into it. And, but it's like, I just don't watch them anymore. And again, I'm not speaking to anybody. I'm just saying for me, I, I want to not just hear a thunder of his voice. Like I want to, I want to actually hear what he's saying. And I, and I think sometimes if in order to make a space to hear we have to get rid of the clutter, the dissonance, right? How many of you ever had a song stick in your head? And you're like, it's got to be a demon. I need to be delivered from this song because I cannot get it out of my head, you know. <laughs> so um, I went to the library the other day, and I got this CD, and it was the, the Jersey Boys. I guess it's a musical, but it's from, about Frankie Valley, and so all these songs. So the song Sherry. Sherry, baby. Okay, so we're listening to it. And I love harmonies, and it's really this harmonious thing, you know. Days. I've got Sherry stuck in my head. Like, I don't even know a Sherry, but please leave me alone, you know. Like, I'm in the shower. I'm in the bed. I'm having a Sherry. Ah! But you know what you do? If you want to get rid of a song, what do you do? You replace it with a song. So I'm like Bethling this thing. You know, I'm going to the YouTube and I'm getting these Bethel songs. Why? Because what we put in our head actually stays there, right? What we look at actually stays with us, right? And so the thing is, how bad do I want this thing, right? So I would just, you know, I went and started getting some worship songs into my head and pretty soon... Well, up until this moment, now it's back in my head, but, but I, got, I got Sherry out of my head, you know. Oh, man, God is speaking, but am I listening? Am I giving him a place that I can actually hear what he's saying? And, and it's interesting, this last thing. He said the voice was for our sakes. Like, I think God and Jesus were really setting up the human race a little bit on this day. Like, we're setting them up to not just hear what the, you know, the teacher has to say or the priest or the pastor or whatever, but that we can actually hear God's voice ourselves. And he gives us an option. He says, do you want it as thunder? Do you want to think it's an angel? Or do you actually want to hear my voice, right? And I think we want to, we want to hear God's voice. Why don't we stand this morning? We're going to look next week at God speaking through me. And because uh, he doesn't just want to speak to us, he actually wants to speak through us, right? He wants our vo- his voice to come and, and, and touch the world. And so this morning, I want to just do this thing. We're going to do these declarations again as we close today. Because, I, again, we talked about how we can agree when a preacher is preaching or somebody's teaching. We can agree that sounds good with our minds. 
but to actually get it into our heart, our souls, you know, where it actually affects change. I, you know, we talked about it. It goes through the mouth. Like the journey from my head to my heart has to pass through my lips. And I, I think it's so vitally important that we declare things. Okay, so in Romans 4, right? Declare things that are not as though they were. So if right now God is speaking and you're hearing thunder, but you say, Lord, I actually want to hear your voice, not through an angel or not through a pastor or somebody else. I actually want to hear your voice, and I'm ready. And so if that's you this morning, I want you just to put your hand on your heart. And uh, let's jump to the end here. I want to make sure that we... Uh, Get these declarations here. Oh, come on. Here we go. So, first of all, let's do this. Proverbs 18, 21. Let's say it together. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. All right? Let's say it one more time. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. All right. God wants to speak to me. I have ears to hear. I will call to you, and you will answer, and you will tell me great things I don't know. I am your sheep, and I hear your voice. Awaken my ears each morning this week. Tell me things only you know. You have amazing plans for me. I am learning to hear your voice more each day. You are pouring out your spirit on me. I will speak in tongues. I will prophesy. I will receive words by spending time with you. Here we go. When I walk in a room, the atmosphere will change because you and I are one. I bring life everywhere I go. I bring words from God everywhere I go. I bring healing everywhere I go. Each day I will clearly hear your words. For myself and others. And I will obey and speak them. I will not be afraid. And this week I will see things I've never seen, hear things I've never heard, and do things I've never done. Say amen with me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get those declarations up on the website if you want them to help you through the week and really you know, put life into them. We encourage you to do that. But um, let's just pray one more time. Hallelujah. Father, we love you so much today. We just thank you that we're not Israelites in the wilderness back in the Old Testament. And when the mountain shakes and it trembles, Lord, we're not going to run away from that. We're actually going to go towards you, God. We're going to move in your direction because we want to have ears to hear. We want to have eyes to see. Lord, I just speak this morning over your people, God, that where we're at 
is never going to be the same. We're actually going to move into new places, oh God. New understanding, new revelation. Father, that this week is going to be one of expansion and growth. Father, that we are not going to be the same people walking in this door that we were today. And so, Father, I just speak life to us. We want to hear your voice. Can you just tell them that? Just say, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you, God. Hallelujah. That's right. Just ask for more today. More, God. I'm not less than anybody else, and I'm not greater than anybody else. God, I'm just one of your sheep that wants to hear your voice. Hallelujah. And that's just a wish, God. It's a, it's a statement. I will hear your voice. I am your sheep, and you are my shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Hallelujah. I, uh, there's somebody here is going to get a revelation about your future this week. I just feel like God is highlighting that. Like there's something about going forward that he's going to tell you. And uh, don't be shocked. Don't be, don't be afraid of it. But he's actually going to do a new thing. And it might feel a little scary at the time. But that's okay. It's like going to the, the big scary mountain, you know. But don't be afraid because the loving God is in there and he's waiting for you and wants to do great things. So don't be afraid of that. Hallelujah. I feel like somebody uh, is going to be praying for someone this week. God's going to highlight an ankle. It's going to be an ankle situation. And you're going to see it, and you're going to go, oh, Pastor said something about that on Sunday. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to resonate with you that there, this is the thing. This is the, the one. And here's the only thing I would recommend that you do. Don't be afraid. Like, step out. Because God loves risk. He loves faith. He loves you putting your trust in him. And, and here's the thing. <laughs> we tell our kids this. Delayed obedience is disobedience. <laughs> okay? So when God highlights it, jump. Move. Like Peter, just jump out of the boat and start walking on water. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it has to be quick. So I'm, I'm just highlighting an ankle. I feel like it's an ankle, and it's possible. It's I'm trying to think here. It's actually the left because I'm facing the person and it's this, this ankle, but that would be the left ankle. So it's, but it could be any ankle. Just, I would just encourage you to go for it. Amen? And uh, one last thing before we go. Let's kind of squish together. Put your hand on somebody. And uh, we're not going to pray. We're going to prophesy. I feel like there's things God wants to tell somebody else. So just kind of get into the Holy Spirit. And if there's something you feel like you're supposed to say to that person, just go with it. Like, hear his voice. Practice hearing his voice even now. And even if it's just one tiny word, you know, just take a step and say, yep, I'm, I'm doing that, all right? So just go ahead and, uh, and speak that out. We got a little music. Can we get that going? And uh, just, we're just going to take a couple minutes to do this and uh, just listen and, and say, and just speak whatever he tells you this morning. Hallelujah. Good. Be bold. Ollie was talking about that. Be bold. Be courageous. Just go ahead. This is a good place to give a word if you have one because these are people that love you and trust you and it's going to be good. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Don't delay either. Jump right in. That's right. And if you don't have something, that's, that's okay. Just ask God to show you something. 
And it might be for someone not right next to you either. It might be someone else in the room somewhere. God may highlight a face or a name. Just be obedient to that. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. My sheep hear my voice. It's good. It's good. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> That's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Got a little fire going on up here. Got a couple words over here. I like it. It's good. All right. Hey, let's do that every day this week. What do you say? It'd be awesome. I mean, God bless you. We'll see you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at all those things that we got going on. God bless you.